We've learned some things, and what I'm doing is I'm taking a serious seminarian look, amen, at what tithing is. We're dissecting the tithe. Why why should I do it, right? Why? Last Sunday I told you that the word, when he says, I will open the window of heaven, uh, well, well, we're establishing this thought, right, that first of all, we are under grace, not law. The Old Testament has passed. We're under grace, right? So sh- is tithing legalistic? Right? Is it legalistic? Uh, we, we're trying to answer these questions, right? We've talked about the fact that we want God to open the windows of heaven. Now, I told you what that word window means, right? What does the word window mean? Ooh, you remember that floodgate. So remember what I said. The tithe, tithing as a requirement has been fulfilled, but tithing by principle hasn't faded away. Come on, somebody. But you got to remember that the principle of tithing still holds a promise. Amen. It still holds a promise. So whatever God promises, he never backs down on. Whenever God makes a promise, whenever he makes a promise, he keeps the promise. So the promise is, and when I look at that scripture in Malachi 3, he says, he says, he says, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Now watch this. It's a conditional promise because it's tied into what I call where he says, test me. Amen. Amen. Now, all of us have heard throughout, throughout our Christian life, right, that you got to tithe. Why, why do I have to tithe? What if I don't feel like tithing? <laughs> Amen. Right? You, I mean, you know, some people feel like that. It's my money. I work for it. Right? But last week we established in our Bible study that everything belongs to who? To God. Now, now, now watch this. If you have your hand out, I told you that there are some sincere Bible scholars who teach that tithing is an Old Testament principle with little value. And so today we were going to answer the three questions, amen, that we ought to consider, amen, when it comes down to, to asking the question, here's the question, everybody, is tithing biblical? Amen. Now, remember this, remember this. The first introduction of tithing in the Bible is found with, with, in, with, with Abram, Abraham and Melchizedek. So I want you to go there for me. Go to, go to Genesis 14. Amen. Genesis 14. My goodness. And verse 20. Genesis chapter 14. And verse 20. My gosh. And look what he says here. Well, let's back up a little bit more. Verse 17, if we want to get the context right. Then after he returned from the defeat of what? Chandlamar. 
And the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom, went out to meet him at the valley of Shavah. That is the king's valley. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out what? Bread. Oh, yeah, they were getting their drink on. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, they, they, had, they had drink and their wine. I mean, their bread and their wine. And, and now it says, now he was the priest. Watch this now. The priest of the Most High. And he blessed him and said, now this is the, this is the priest meeting Abram. Right? Look what he says. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of God most high, possessor of what? Heaven and earth. And blessed be the God of what? Most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And watch what it says. And it says, and he gave him, this is the first place we see it. He gave him, amen, the word, the word Messiah is the word for tithe in the Hebrew. He gave him a tenth. Of what? Of all. Now, now, who did he give the tenth to? The priest. Amen? Now watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give the people to me and take the goods for yourself. Verse 22. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have sworn to the Lord God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I, that I will not take a thread or a sandal thong or anything that is yours for, for what? For fear you would say, I have made you what? Rich. You know what Abram's stand was? I'm going to bless you and I'm going to see God bless me back. You follow what I'm saying? And oftentimes we give to get back, but that should not be the attitude about giving. Now, God has a plan for evangelizing the word, right? And that plan that he has involves the finances that, watch this, that he has connected to the kingdom. Amen. That's how he gets the word out. But, but the one thing of what I love about, about Abram, he said, listen, I don't want it to be said that you made me rich. I don't want it to be said. I, I'd rather trust God. Come on, somebody. And oftentimes, let me say this. Let me say this. Remember what I told you last week, that the tithe is holy. Listen, if God made it holy, can I ask a question? Just because the, just because the Old Testament has been fulfilled, right? The prophecies and, and, and Jesus came to fulfill the Old Testament uh, prophecies, right? Just because it's been fulfilled... The question is, when did it stop being holy? If it was done away with, amen, then, then, then why would he have done away? Now watch this. Yes, I get it. It's Old Testament practice, but it's New Testament what? Principle. Go to Romans chapter 14. Romans chapter 15 for me. Romans chapter 15. My gosh. And verse 4. Let's let, let me establish something here. Amen. So the question that tonight, we'll answer this question, is tithing legalistic? Now, I would say that some people have made it legalistic. Right? Haven't you heard it? 
If you don't give, guess what? You, now, now, somebody asked me about that today in seminary. They say, well, what about when they say you curse with a curse? Well, well, we'll talk about that for a minute. Have you ever seen a non-tither? <laughs> Let me ask another question. Have you ever been a non-tither? <laughs> Have you held back at times when things got rough? Come on, somebody. You Listen, you not, let, oh my goodness. Listen, now listen, we don't going to get struck down tonight. We, we're going to tell the truth. Right? You, you, listen, you were like, you, you, this is my money. Why do I have to give what's mine? Right? How was your life going then? Now, now, have you ever, have you ever observed a tither? I can tell a tither. I can look around this room and if I point you out, I know you tithe. And the reason I know you tithe is because you look blessed. You may not have a pocket full of money, but you got a roof over your head. You got food. You got gas in your car. Amen. You don't have to rob Peter to pay Paul. You're doing okay. I would say you're doing all right. Now, somebody read that. Uh, Romans chapter uh, 15 and verse 4, it says, and what? And whatever, for whatever was what? Was what? Written. In where? Now, now, what earlier times are we talking about? We're talking about the Old Testament, right? You Bible scholars, you guys are awesome. Amen. So whatever was written in earlier times, which is the Old Testament. Now, I want you to go through this slowly, okay? It was written for what? Stop right there. It was written for our what? Instructions. So what does that mean? It means that you and I have a guide. The word of God, when it says in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all scripture is in all scripture is inspired by God. That word inspired, you know what it means? It means God breath. It, it means the very, the breath of God. So what Paul was establishing here, he says, everything that was written in earlier times was written for my what? Instruction. So now watch this. So when you say to me, when you say to me, well, tithing is for the Old Testament, Right? and it's legalistic, I'll say to you that the Old Testament was written for my what? Instructions. Watch this. Jesus, when he addressed the Jews, right? He says, don't you understand the scripture? What was written earlier? Come on, somebody. Jesus referenced it. He fulfilled it and we ought to obey it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. He says, for our instructions, all scripture is inspired by God, watch this, and profitable for what? For, for what? For what else? Reproof, for correction, for training in what? Righteousness, because check this out. I don't know how to be righteous unless I go to the word of God and see how I ought to live. 
And what happens to a lot of people is this. They're trying to live their life according to a set of rules and a set of standards that's not biblical. Amen. The question I have for you tonight is, who have you been following? What instructions have you been have you been following? Because here's the thing. If you're not following biblical instructions, then what have you been following? Amen. He says it was written for what? Our instructions. Go on to the next thing. Uh-huh. Oh, stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. He says, I got instructions. But when I get instructions... Here comes persecution. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And you will be persecuted for what you know. So, but the word of God, what was written earlier, will give you perseverance. See, you don't need to get out of your situation right now. You need to go through your situation so that when you come out of your situation, you will be 10 times better than when you went in. And how you're going to get perseverance is if you read the word of God. I wish I had somebody. He says, whatever was written earlier was written for my instructions was written for what? For perseverance. Watch the next word. Watch the next word. Oh, stop right there. He says encouragement. May I say this to you tonight? We all need some encouragement. And you know why I'm bold enough to tackle the subject? The church just want my money? Because we need some encouragement. Because we're not ta- we're telling people to tithe, but we're not telling them why. We're not opening our books and saying this is where the money's going. That's a whole nother, That's a whole other thing right there. How do you know where your money's going? How do you know that it's yeah? Just because the lights is on, that mean come on, somebody. We have to know this that the word was written. And we must examine all things. But here's the thing. If you're discouraged tonight, the Bible is there for encouragement. Encouragement. Listen, your family members may not encourage you. Your friends may not encourage you. Amen. Your husband or wife may not encourage you. But the word of God, what was written earlier, was written for your encouragement. God wants to encourage you through his word tonight. Isn't that something? Perseverance, encouragement. What's the next word? Encouragement, what? Encouragement of the what? So he says you got the teaching, so we're talking about the scriptures. You get your encouragement from where? The scriptures. You get your encouragement from the word of God. Listen, I found out something. We can fall for the positive teachings Listen, and nobody's talking about suffering, but guess what? God says, my word has everything you need. If you read it yourself, those days are over where somebody needs to interpret it. We have Google. (laughs) Amen. We have software where I can decode it in, in in a second. 
He says it was written for what? Perseverance, encouragement of the scripture because the scripture brings encouragement, right? We, that we might have what? That we might have what? Hope. How many are looking for hope? How many are looking for hope? How many need a little perseverance in your life? Right now you're being torn, you're being pulled, you're being pushed. Amen. You kind of not understand what's going on. But may I say this to you? Whatever was written was written for your encouragement. Be encouraged through a word. Amen. So, so let's, look at our, let's look at our handout. First question. Somebody read that for me. Is tithing legalistic? You see it in the middle page. Okay, so now, right? Okay. Those who say that tithing is legalistic, they see the Old Testament Jew tithing only because the law required the Jew. It wasn't a, listen, if you were Jewish, <laughs> you, they didn't have to teach on tithing. They, 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 they just didn't culturally. This is culture here. They didn't have to teach on it because guess what? Everybody knew, hey, this is part of who we are. Right? We're going to take that tithe, we're going to store it up, we're going to bring it there. Now, if you could not make it there, what you would do is you would convert your tithe when they were tithing produce and, 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 and animals. What they would do is they would convert it into money, and then they would hold on to it, and then they would take it the next year. Follow what I'm saying? Or they would take it and they would help the poor. But yet, they still knew that they were still obligated to give. You follow what I'm saying? It was law. They had to do it, right? Now, now watch this. But look what it says. It says, they would further say, the New Testament Christian, we live under what? Grace. Now, let's talk about this. We don't live under the law anymore. We live under grace. So, in other words, you don't have to tithe. Oh. Did you just say that? Take that off the recording. We're going to edit that. No, I'm sorry. You don't have to tithe because you're under grace, right? So what is a tithe anyways? Tenth, right? Ten percent. Ten percent of everything you have, right? Ten percent of your earnings, ten percent of your salary, right? So if I don't have to do it and I'm under grace now, right, what should I do? Oh, there it is. You see, God, and I established this on Sunday, God does not want you to be forced to give on Sunday mornings, on on whenever you give. He wants it to come from a heart that says, God, I love you. And, and, And I know that I wouldn't have half the things I have. I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be, where I want to be. But God, what I, what I want to do today is I want to present my gifts to you. I want to present it to you because I want to give. You know what? I'm not even going to use the 10 as my guide. I'm going to use the 10 as my guide. But in all actuality, if you are, if we are under grace, we should give more than 10. Watch this. I went to the restaurant, my wife and I, uh, last week. And the waiter brought my ticket back. And when he brought my ticket back, right, I, I knew what I wanted to give him as a tip. 
But the suge- watch this now. This this tripped me out. The suggested gratuity started at twelve percent. So even the, the the servants got hip to game and under grace now. <laughs> the suggested amount is twelve percent. And then it went to twelve to sixteen to eighteen. I don't know why they were doing it in those increments. You know what I mean? 12, 16, and 18. I'm like, okay, all right. So I gave him in the middle. Now watch this. I wasn't held to it as a law. I gave him maybe a dollar more, and that put him in the 15 range. See, I, I did that based upon the fact that, first of all, we go there a lot. And I have formed a relationship. Come on, somebody. Y'all, y'all not hearing me. I've formed a relationship with him. And guess what? When he sees me, he smiles because he knows, hey, Mr. Hunt is here. Amen. Dr. Hunt is here with his wife. And I'm going to treat him good, right? And he provides top-notch service to me. He provides everything. I don't even have to look. Before I look, he's there. And so the reason I was moved in my heart, not to give him 20, not to give him 18, but to give him, watch this, what I felt that he deserved, come on somebody, is because I appreciate what he has done for me. The question I have for you is, do you really appreciate what God has done and is doing right now in your life. And if you do, you would not, watch this, put a number on it or keep God less than what a waiter is getting at a restaurant. Come on, somebody. And it's amazing that God can't even get what a waiter gets, but we will go to a restaurant, we'll go to Cheesecake Factory, we'll go to places, we, listen, we're going to tip. I forgot to tip the guy the other day. My wife had to teach me how to tip. Because <laughs> I wasn't no tipper. <laughs> Amen. I wasn't no tipper. I, shoot, I wasn't tipping nobody, please. You're doing your job. <laughs> Amen. But when I found out that they only make like two bucks an hour, and this is how they make their living, I started to change my perspective. I'm going somewhere. I'm still on the way to thing. Amen. So what I'm saying to you and I is that maybe we got to change our perspective when we decide that we're not going to tithe to think about the fact that the lights still need to be on. Come on, somebody. Salaries need to be paid. Folk need to be, amen, ministered to. And the only way we can do that is if you do, watch this, what God has asked you to do out of love. We do not give. I want you to write that somewhere. We do not give because we have to. We give because we love him. God, I love you and I will give. Amen. I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 14. So so we're establishing this. 
that I give out of what? Love. So on Sundays, when I get my envelope, I'm not, when I get my paycheck, I'm not going to start, I'm not thinking 10 anymore. Okay, now if you calculate your love and it's under 10, something, <laughs> amen. I, I want you to use the 10 as your starting point. Just, just use it as your starting point. But then I want you to say, God, what would you purpose in my heart today to give? Watch this. Have you, have you been in a club before? Amen. Y'all, y'all ain't fooling me. You said last night? Was it? Long time. Okay. <laughs> Thought you said last night, Deacon. Amen. I was about to say, he was turning up. He was turning up. He got, he, he got lit. He got lit. He got lit on last night. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he was dabbing and stuff. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on, Deacon. Watch this. Watch When you went to the club, right? Now, I don't know if you knew when you went in, but I know you knew. Now, you women, y'all don't bring no money in the club. I, I, y'all just don't bring no money, just none. Amen. Because y'all know what? And I was on Facebook, and I saw some of y'all pictures at the club just recently. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to talk to y'all about that. Amen. No, I'm just playing. But, but seriously, uh, you, know, you, you know, when you go to the bar, right? I'm just using that illustration. And they say $17. What you say? <laughs> Come on, Chip. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what? What? Because first of all, you don't want to embarrass yourself. You, you understand what I'm saying? You're going with the flow. You follow what I'm saying? You're going with the flow. It could be whatever. you like, And especially if you're trying to, you know, trying to push up, you know what I mean? You're going you're gonna to try. You, you, and then you pull all your, look. This is what you do now. You pull your money out like this, right? Yeah, yeah. You pull your money out like this, right? You know, I don't got a whole lot, but you know. You pull it out and you start counting in front of everybody. You know what I mean? You're trying to to show off, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in church, what we do, we do like this. And watch this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look what I brought, boy, ooh, Lord, Lord, I love you, Lord. I, I love you, Lord. But here you go at the club now. What you want, 17? There you go. Really? And keep the change. You're going to tip the bartender. And the bartender ain't did nothing for you. You, you follow what I'm saying? The dollar bill is so acclimated with church, the dollar bill is tied to church. The $5 bill say, I go every now and then. The $50 bill say, I show up maybe once a month. But the dollar said, man, I'm tired I've been in church all my life. <laughs> Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Y'all ain't trying. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. See, here's the thing. See, I want you to understand that Giving should be fun. You know, I mean, seriously, if, you know, and here's the thing, the, the people that are not tithing, you got car problems, you got battery problems every, every six months, every two months, you, you got, something is always going wrong, right? And, and, and listen, and, and our rationale for not tithing then is I had to take care of all this stuff. 
And here's the thing. If you don't get out of that race, if you don't get out of that mindset, you will always remain there. You with me? Watch, watch the Old Testament. He says, because remember, it's written for our instruction. Verse 22, look what he said. You shall surely tithe, verse 22, 1422, Deuteronomy. All, you shall surely tithe all the what? Produce. So, so that tells me that the tithe came in different forms, right? So, so they would tithe produce, they would, t- they, they would tithe grain, and they would tithe livestock. Remember, the first of the, of the, of the animals belong to God. Every first, everything that you have in your life, the first belongs to him. Now, every year at this church, I don't think every church does this, but every year. Now, how many of you gave this year to the first fruit offering? All right. First fruit offering is where we make a deposit upon our harvest for the rest of the year. Now, now, now listen, how many of you have been blessed by the first fruit offering? Let me see if you've been blessed. I know I have. I know I have seen, I know I have, listen, I have seen things happen where, where I was going under and then God just swooped in, turned it around. You see, you, you, you're doing it by faith. Now, if your giving is not working, you got to check your heart. Because giving works. You know why I say it works? Because what we saw on Sunday where he says, test me. He, God said, the God of the universe, the one who hung the moon and the stars, the one who created you and I, he said, test me now in this. Now, remember what I told you. The principle hasn't gone away. The practice hasn't gone away. And the promise hasn't gone away. Because if the promise of the tithe today had went away, then we just shouldn't give. But I have had the floodgates. Oh, Lord. I wanted to be debt free. And God has made me debt free. I don't think you hear me. I, I wanted certain, I wanted to pay, my, pay for my car's cash. Hallelujah. And guess what? I've paid for my car's cash. I say I will never get a car note and I will never pay a car note. And guess what? God has allowed me to do this. Now, what I'm saying to you is this. These are the types of things that you have to test God in. So if you are a giver today, you have the right to test the principle. And then the promise will, watch it, it will come to pass. He says right here, he says, you shall tithe all the produce from which you sow, which comes out the field, what? Every year. Now, we could put that into, into practice in your life. When you sow your time at work, you reap a harvest. You get that paycheck. Amen. And let me say this to you. I told you last week, if you, if you hold back the tithe, there's a 20% interest charge, late charge. So you don't just owe 10 this week, you owe 30. <laughs> That's what I call a late fee. 
God instituted the late fee because he knew that some folk would like to hold back a portion of their tithe. Watch what he says here. Verse 23. Now, now, now I want to be very clear for those who will be listening to this later on on the, on the recording that I am not saying that we're obligated to tithe. I'm saying we follow the principle of tithing because we're under what? Grace. And because we're under grace, it comes from a heart that says, God, I love you. I gave today because I love you, Father. I love you. So, so watch this. You shall eat the what? In the presence of the Lord your God at the place where he chooses to establish his name. The tithe of your what? So now watch this now. Watch this now. I want to say this to you now. Some of us think that, you know, well, I, you know, my income tax, you know, I don't need tithe on that. My settlement that I just got for $50 million, I don't have to give on that. <laughs> Come on, I'm speaking some stuff to you. Amen. You know, right? My inheritance I just got, you know what I mean? I don't have to tithe on that. I'm working a part-time job. I don't need to tithe on that. I got a little side hustle. I'm selling, you know, pickles and orange juice. <laughs> I don't have to tithe on that. He says tithe on the produce, and now he says tithe on the what? Can you imagine these folks be like, dang, can we, got any, can we get anything? <laughs> but what God is saying, I don't want it all. I just want 10. Now, I want it off the gross now. Don't, don't, hey, 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 hey. I want it off the gross and not the net. Now watch this now. Watch what he said. Listen, I'm enjoying teaching this because you're enjoying it. Amen. Look what he says. He says, he says, he chooses to establish his name, the tithe of the grain, your new wine, your oil, and the what? The firstborn of your herd and your flock. Watch this. Now watch why, why, oh man. This is why you give. It's in the text. Remember, it was written for our what? Instruction. He says what? So that what? We will fear the Lord your God always. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Oh, I get it. So when I learn how to give, it puts me in a position to say, I really fear God. I fear, now the word fear means reverence. I respect you. I respect you enough not to come in your house and take from you. Come on, somebody. And, and listen, let's watch this now. There's a difference between a thief and a robber. He says, you're robbing me. He said, how we rob you? We didn't rob you. I mean, God, how we rob you? He said, in tithes and offering. He said, I didn't know that. Yeah, you were robbing me. You know why? Because there was no food in my house. I've spoken to several pastors this week that have said to me, man, I'm struggling, man. I haven't been paid in months. I haven't been paid in weeks. And I'm saying to myself, what's going on in the body of Christ? You know what's going on in the body of Christ? We don't fear God. And every time you hold back your tithe, it proves that you have no fear of God. So write that down somewhere. Not only do I love him, but I don't fear him. He says, when you release, when you release whatever I gave you, he says, it will prove. He says, and so that 
this is the part I want you to see about this verse right here. So that you may what? You may, you may what? Learn. The word learn in the Hebrew, the word is lamdan in the Hebrew. And the word means to exercise or to become an expert. Amen. It means to become skillful. Notice what he says. He says, so that you may, listen, we don't all, we, we don't know how to reverence him. We have to learn how to reverence God. Come on, somebody. We didn't always respect the things of God, right? He says, he says, but when you, when, listen, he says that when I have, when you bring back to me what's mine anyways, and you do it on your grain and your goats and all this other stuff, right? Right? He says, you're learning, you're learning something. In other words, he says, it was written for our what? And so what he's saying here is, I'm instructing you that when you tithe, you're learning the principle of reverencing God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You're learning. Listen, I may say I respect you, but until I show you respect, come on, somebody, you wouldn't really know. And so not only does my tithing prove that I love God, it proves that I respect God. My goodness, that's rich. That's new revelation right there for me. (laughs) Amen. He says, so that you may learn to fear the Lord. Watch this. Your God, what, when, how, what, how, when, always. See, here's the thing. Just because you have a financial crisis doesn't mean you don't owe God respect. And for some reason, people will cut off God. And they're cutting off their blessing, the lifeline to their blessings. I want to learn how to tithe. I, I, I kind of know I'm getting this revelation here, right? But I want to tell you something. I want to, I want to revisit how I give. I want to reevaluate why I'm giving. Because for me, it just comes like second nature. But I want to have more meaning. I want to make it more meaningful to me. I want to make sure that when I present my gifts, when I put it in here and I present it, God, I'm presenting it as an offering to you because I respect you, Lord. And I respect what you're doing in my life. I cannot operate my life under curse, under curse. I have to operate my life under grace. And the grace that I'm looking for right now, I need some grace in some areas in my life right now that I have no grace in. Come on, somebody. Doors are not opening in that areas. Come on, somebody. The devil tried to shut that door, but I need grace, God. But what I'm going to do is I'm not going to fear man. I'm going to respect you, and I'm going to believe that the God that brought me this far will be the God that will take me on a little further. Amen. I want to change the way that I give to God because I don't want it to just be routine. Amen. Just like we come and we lift our hands and praise him and worship him, it's the same way the sister said on Sunday that we ought to put on a 
a, a, a love song. And when we're coming around and presenting our gifts to God, we present it to him in such a way that he's pleased with it. Oh, man, I believe in this promise. Watch what he says here. Watch what he says in verse 15, verse 24. And if the distance, there it is, there it is, there it is, is too far. Yeah, you know, sometimes, well, you know, we remedy this problem, right? You know, we got give by text and you can do it online. You know, what I mean? you know we, we've, we've remedied that problem. Amen, amen. So, you know, here, I don't just want your tithe, though. Amen. I want you. I'm more interested in you. I, I really am. You know, you know, because you are, are valuable to the kingdom of God. Watch what he says. He says, if, you, if, the, if the distance is so great for you that you're not able. So this is for all the folk who say, I got to work on Sundays. <laughs> oh, I just, oh, I woke up late <laughs> and I ain't going to make it today. Guess what? You better pull out your phone. Amen. All right. He says, he says, for, for if you're not able to bring the tithe, since the place where the Lord, your God chooses to, oh yeah, let me just mention that. Oh, can't believe I overlooked that. God told Abram to go where he chooses. Come on, somebody. So wherever God has sent you to be part of that church, that's where you need to tithe. Because he has chosen that place, not just, watch this, for you to tithe, but he's chosen that place especially for you. Because he knows what you need. He knows, come on somebody, he knows that there's something there that needs, that you need to hear from that man of God, but God has chosen that place because he knows best. That's powerful to me. Watch this, watch this. Because, because you know, because you know, sometimes it's confusing. You're like, well, you know, some people used to come to me and say, Pastor, you know what? I, I took a part of my tithe and I gave it to some people that need. Well, that's benevolence, baby. That's not, that, that, yeah, that's benevolence. If you want to be benevolent, you be benevolent. But here's the thing. You just touched something that was holy. Amen. If God chooses this place for you to worship and serve and, and, and whatever he's chosen for you, guess what you got to do? You got to put it there. Watch the text. He says what? He says, he says, man, that's beautiful. You know what I call that? I call that the locational will of God, the geographical will of God. And let me say this to you. When you're in the locational geographical will of God, everything is going to fall right in place for you. And here's the thing. It doesn't mean it's absent of problems. It's the problems that make you better. Amen. Watch this. He says, he says, he says, where the Lord chooses to set his name and make sure that wherever you sow in the Lord's name is there. All right. (laughs) He says to set his name is too far away from when, from you. It's not that God didn't know it was far away from you. (laughs) He says, far away from when the Lord, I'm sorry, it is far away from you when the Lord 
your God what? I couldn't hear you. When the Lord your God does what? He says, listen, the, the, the animal going to die. The, uh, the, the, the grain is going to spoil. But he says, listen, here's what I want to do. He says, when the Lord your God does what? Blesses you. That word bless there. Let me tell you about that word bless. That word bless, I want you to understand, that's the word for barach in the Hebrew. You know what barak means in the Hebrew? Abundantly blessed, not just blessed, not just blessed. The word bless in the, in the, in the, in the Greek is happy. The word bless here is abundantly blessed. Just like the word for window is floodgates. So God wants to abundantly bless you so that he can open up the floodgates, come on somebody, and guess what? You won't have room to receive it. But we have to follow the, the what? The principle. So don't let anybody talk you out of it. Amen. Watch what he says. He says, when the God, he says verse 25, Deuteronomy 14, 25, he says, then you shall what? Exchange it for what? For money. And bring the money. Now, did he say money? I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. You know, because some people want to tithe with chicken dinners. Well, you know, I got toilet paper on sale, Pastor. I want to give you this as a love offering. (laughs) I appreciate it. I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate it, <laughs> but I can't take that to the, to the mortgage company and say, Hey, y'all, uh, you know what? <laughs> you know, I can't pay. I got a whole, I got a case of toilet paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a shoot. I got, I got all kinds. I got 15 piles. I got hundred piles. I got, you know what I mean? I got different texture too. Which one do you want? Amen. I can't do that. She says, exchange it for what? Do re me. Amen. Money. Right? He says, exchange it for money and do what? And, and watch this. And, and, and bring, bring, I love that word. Bring the money in your hand and go to the what? To the place. Which the, ah, there it is again. You know what this, what this is telling us? God has a direction or a place for the tithe. Man. He has a place for it. If it's that important to him. And watch this. And when we when we, when we are at a distance, amen. And when we hold it back and when we don't give it, we're hurting ourselves. But here's the thing. We know that, but we would rather live with those odds and be unhappy and have no joy and have no peace and struggle and wrestle with God over the issue of money. And he says, 
I made money. I can give you as much as you need. You don't know. I want to abundantly bless you. Because I hold, watch this, I hold the key to the window. Yeah, I do. God is in control of that window. Now, now, as I said Sunday, I said for some of us, the window is about right here open. Some of us is halfway open. And, and, watch it, and for some of us, we're just on pure grace. Pure, I mean, you listen, you know something about grace. Pure, I'm talking about pure grace. That's not the right way to get grace, though. Because the person that's living on that kind of grace, I call that borrowed grace. And borrowed grace is this. I get, it's gone, I paid my bills, I have nothing else. Nothing. I can't save. I can't go to the right, I can't even go out to eat, y'all. All All right, I'm, you know, I can't hang with y'all. You have just enough, just enough Hot dogs and beans. That's all you got. You just got hot dogs and ramen noodles. And you follow what I'm saying? You can't do nothing nice. And you got, you know, you can't even take your clothes to the cleaners. You got to get starch. And, you know, what I mean, you just, it's just, it's just, listen, struggle. But you shouldn't be living like that. You know why? Because you're a child of God. As a child of God, you should be blessed. Listen, let's stop blaming people. Okay. And let's take responsibility. For what we're not doing. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. You may spend the money. Look what he says now. For whatever your hearts desire. For ox or sheep or wine or strong drink. Or whatever your heart desires. And there you shall eat where? In the presence of the Lord your God. And rejoice you and your what? Household, You know what God was saying? It wasn't about your tithe. It was about your obedience to exchange it. Come on, somebody. To dedicate it, to bring it, and then watch this. He said, you can spend it where your heart desires, where I choose. The place so that that money begins to circulate in the economy, and the economy... Watch this, starts to go up. That's God's plan. God wants you to put it somewhere where it's going to work for you. And look at verse verse 27. He says also, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, let me talk about myself right quick. Now I'm just playing. Look what he says. Also, you shall not neglect the what? Amen. Oh, don't forget the pastor. One who's up here sweating. You're sitting while he's standing. <laughs> hey, you ever, you ever notice that? You get to sit the whole hour. I get to stand. I got to stand. I know I got a chair, but I'm just saying. Look what he said. He said, you should not neglect the Levite who is in your town. For he has no portion or inheritance among you. At the end of every third year, you shall bring out all the tithe of your produce in that year and you shall deposit it in your town. 
the Levite, because he has no portion or inheritance among you, and the alien and the orphan and the widow are in the town, shall come and eat and be satisfied in order that the Lord your God may bless you, watch this now, in all the work of your hand which you do. Master, this to you, you need your hands to be blessed. There's some of us, we touch stuff and it just breaks. He says, what I want you to do in the third year, I want you to take care of your pastor. I want you to take care of the poor. I want you to take care of the widow. I want you to make sure that you do not neglect them because guess what? God has been blessing your hand. May I ask you something? Has he been blessing your hands? And if he has been blessing your hands, then you ought to be a blessing. It should never cross your mind that you should not give. Real quick, go to Malachi 3 for me. And 10. And I'll leave you here. And I just want to read the first, the first verse, the A part of that verse. What does he say? Somebody read that for me. Stop right there. Bring the what? The word whole in the Hebrew means coal. And that word coal means in its exact meaning must be discerned with the with the uh, with the context, now it is a definite article. You say, "What is that definite?" You know, I'm a definite article. Definite article means that it's for sure. And what he's saying is, as a def- as as a definite article, the word means everything. So, in other words, if we were to read it. It's reading like this in the Hebrew. Bring everything. (laughs) Now, if we're under grace, we must bring everything. But God says, I don't want everything. But what I do want is something from you, from your hands that I have blessed. Come on, somebody. That's holy unto me. That's more than what a waiter is getting. So that there may be food in my house. Give God a hand clap of praise.